0: hey what's up everybody my name is bait and you're listening to the biomass podcast this is episode 152 um and tonight it's just zell and i Jay's uh, jay is out and pokey is uh sick from what i understand he's been in bed all day so he will not be joining us tonight um so we're gonna we're gonna roll with uh, our normal format and so introductions. zell go with the introductions
1: yeah, um, I am Soraya I am a co-host here on the show. Um, I am the one person who has not missed any shows at this point. Um, this sh- this isn't really a bragging point so much as an admission that I have no life. Um, I'm sorry. I don't think any of us have lives, do we? Nope.
0: <laughs> and that's the voice of Jadig Jad- and- Hi,
2: I'm Jadig Menaheim, uh, part-time ex-law enforcement officer corpse and Nuiden sex toy uh manufacturer
0: how's that going for you by the way
2: well it was a fun bit of uh personal lore development around the uh the fan fest event but uh yeah (laughs) just doing my thing typical Jadic.
0: yeah no absolutely for those who who missed out or who haven't kept up on that you know who who don't read pcr uh pc gamer uh regularly you wanna you wanna explain all that uh, was about
2: Well, a little backstory on uh, my uh, DEA agent in space, Concord Law Enforcement Officer. Uh, What I did there is I went around to New Player Systems and Jeta and tried to convince players to give up their drugs. (laughs) And I had some moderate success with it until uh, the the PC Gamer article ran and then CCP ended up changing my name. Um, But then I ended up bringing him back as part of... uh, uh, this my own little story i crafted during the uh the koinoki uh infected event that was going around in the the lead up to fan fest where uh, my little dea agent guy broke open the case on this uh sex toy manufacturer who was using the uh the infection fears and scares to sell their own sex robots that come to find out were developed from Homeless that were imported into the area. All
0: right. So um, you, you mentioned the was it the, the Kyoki event.
2: For, yeah, Kyoki yeah, uh, um, plague. It's a uh, it was a thing that uh, was basically it's the most deadly pathogen known to mankind. And uh, the the belief is that it was weaponized by the Kaldari or Galente and it uh, popped up in the month leading up to fanfest where several of these uh, orbital stations and cities around the the various player empires were being infected and millions and pon- millions of people were dying and people were going into full on panic mode and uh, all these lore stories would be coming out like day uh, day after day and then when fanfest came uh, the CCP had hired this company called company P to help do a live-action role-play event for the participants that uh, came to FanFest, and took all of this information around the uh, the uh, the infection, and helped uh, the players kind of involve themselves as they go and uh, kind of create the narrative for how they want to address the infection. And the players ended up deciding deciding not to glass the planets, and they they voted for the hope option to find a cure and cure the people who were infected. So
0: this was at FanFest?
2: Yep, this was at FanFest. They uh um they turned uh the Harpa Convention Center into a into a space station um inquest for figuring out how to address the infection.
1: You know, choosing not to glass planet seems deciding decidedly not like Eve.
2: Right. Right <laughs> for real. When you when you get real players together <laughs> They ended up not going for the typical Eve solution, but uh, rather instead they they were the benevolent benefactors presiding over the uh, the people and the planets.
0: So, how did they go about you know deciding? Okay, this is this is the outcome of of the the planet. How did that work? Do you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, the the players that are involved uh, uh, they can drop in and um, in come involved in the event as they please and CCP was uh really really quite surprised how many people decided to to participate in the lore event and uh to participate you you check in at the uh the inquest center and they give you a card and then you you perform the action on the card sometimes it's talking to people at the event or hold on a second here
1: Yeah, I, I kind of got to ask where the, uh, <laughs> I keep hearing this beep and then the cutoff of the mic. I'm like, what happened? Fire alarm went off or something. <laughs> Evacuate! Evacuate!
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. So we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, continue rolling. We'll let Jared finish that when he comes back. Unless he says yeah, something. In the, in,
1: in the meantime, um, Bait can finish introductions.
0: And, oh yeah hey guys what's up uh i'm i'm bait um i do schoolwork right now i don't really play video games anymore uh so yeah that's that's me we
1: all we all go through that phase in life bait
0: no no i know definitely it's it's winding down uh i think i have like four weeks left and then i can i can move on to the next
1: the, the next thing the next way you lose all your time to play gaming in favor of schoolwork
0: no I know I'm gonna hate it um but you know, I do what you gotta do to get that college education, get that money uh so anyways um moving on from from shout outs, the last jedi F, uh trailer is it trailer or is it just a teaser?
1: it's you know it's it says it's a teaser trailer but it's like two minutes long.
0: So it's a trailer, okay. It, That's what
1: well, I, hate. I guess, like, it's a teaser because it doesn't show, like, it, it's not supposed to show a lot of movie footage that, like, you know, like, a, a full trailer kind of skims over the whole topic of the movie and shows a lot of the main scenes from it, whereas this is just kind of, like, some of the, the early lead. I I don't know. Um, It is what it is. I hate
0: it when they call it a teaser, but you know it's a trailer. Or it's... The length of a trailer, I should say. Uh, Zoe, what were your thoughts on it?
1: It it looks like a Star Wars movie. Oh
0: my God, that's so helpful.
1: But I mean, like the reason it's a teaser is like most of it's just like some shots of the il- the little dinky island that he's on, which isn't all that dinky when you like, because there's like a big giant hiking path up up it. But I mean, you know, they show some Millennium Falcon in there at the end. Um, it is what it is.
0: Are they crop dusting the planet in this trailer? What the hell? That's weird. Yeah, it's really it's just island shots. Mm-hmm. Look at that.
2: Hi, gents. gents. I'm hey, back.
0: welcome back. Are you, is your house not burnt down?
2: <laughs> yeah, someone was cooking the other room. It was setting off some of the fire alarms. Uh, oh, so I was I'll, right,
1: though. It was the fire yeah, alarm. There was a the fire alarm. <laughs> I am yeah. good.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> a, it's a, a sound that Zell is uh, used to hearing. Yeah, I wasn't that your computer
2: it. that exploded?
1: <laughs> it <laughs> was, yeah. I, I did not have a uh, fire alarm go off for that.
3: Oh wow I actually
1: I actually caught it before it got to the one fire alarm I had in my house. I have more fire alarms in my house now. <laughs> 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 that was one of the first things I bought afterwards. I'm like, you know what? I wanna put a fire alarm right over my computers just in case. Huh. Um Wait, uh, there's
0: not some kind of Sydney, uh, city ordinance that says you must have accident on the fire alarms in your house?
1: I'm I'm in a condo. It's kind of, I mean, it's very small. I see. All right. Um, but no, I I caught that computer before there was smoke in the in the room at all. So oh, good deal. Um, I was I was incredibly lucky there. Um, for those who missed the whole story of it, uh, back in the day, because it's been uh, over a year now. Um. It, uh, I I actually had gotten back up out of bed to, to grab something off one of my computers, and I, I heard kind of this, um, you know, sound, and, and I didn't know what it was coming from where my computers were, and I thought it was maybe one of my pets had gotten out, so I was I was looking under the desk for um, – see if there was a ferret or a chinchilla or something – and uh, one of my computers is on fire. And I'm like, well, then, and I pulled the power cord and the fire went out. And so I was, uh, that was that. And that, <laughs> believe it or not, that computer still works today.
2: Holy smokes. That is um, one tough rig.
1: I, I, you know, I build them to last. Um, <laughs> no, that, that, that was actually, that was not a home-built one. That was an Acer that I bought like eight years ago, but since then have replaced almost everything in it um but the the like core motherboard and processor that thing came out of an acer um it yeah. still still runs does its job um yeah so uh <laughs> Janic, we we kind of transitioned topics while we were waiting for you yeah yeah. Um,
2: the star wars trailer uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Did, did you see it what did you think
2: i did yeah um is this the first time mark hamill has said anything as luke in 30 years
0: I believe it is. Yes.
2: Wow. <laughs>
0: he didn't say anything on the island in the last one. Did
1: he? No,
2: no. <laughs> just no, he look just at his brooding face.
1: Yeah. He just stared. I, I don't I know if I I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy him as as Luke Skywalker just because like to me, especially as an older as an older man, Mark Hamill is the Joker to me. He always yeah. will be.
2: Yeah, you can always detect that subtlety to his voice as the Joker. But yeah, it'd be interesting the direction they're going to be taken with this, Because it seems like, I mean, that, that, that line that they left him off on is... They probably cut it off. Uh, but it's like, this this is like the, the end of the Jedi. The, the the Jedi must end. So it seems like maybe they're going like a Grey Jedi Order direction.
0: What direction, sir?
2: The the Grey Jedi. So uh, you're, like you're a, gonna a Force, to, a force you're user who um, kind of walks the path between both light and dark, and not succumbing to the dark side.
0: Oh, okay. That would be certainly an interesting way to take it. I think because I I don't think I've remembered that idea being explored. It was a uh, little bit
2: in the uh, um.
0: Was it in like uh, the books or something?
2: No, I remember encountering it in uh, I think it was Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, it was a video game. I think it was the first one. They uh, there was a character named Jolie Bindu. You met on oh, Kashik. Sure.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: He was kind of like a hermit living in the, the, the forest there and he had turned away from uh the the Jedi Order and kind of decided to take the middle path.
0: Huh. Barely remember that guy. I gotta play that game again.
2: That was good. Yeah.
0: It was good. <sighs> Alright. Um Zoe, you were saying something earlier about the Battlefront two trailer that we talked about last week. I think that was in Skype though.
1: You know what? What happened you know, there? Yeah, I didn't I didn't look at it actually as the case was and I was I was going to review everything that we talked about during the week, as maybe to put on the show notes, and uh, it's been DMCA'd by uh, by EA, so it's gone.
2: It, they put out their own trailer just recently. Um, but it looks like it's uh, they are adding a single player element to this this one this time, but it's uh the narrative appears to follow the story of these uh, elite uh, Imperial commandos who were on Yavin. Oh, was it Yavin or? It was like one of the planets where they're engaging the rebels when the Death Star blew up, and uh, now now they're they're kind of on their own mission to take on the rebels. It's like those little tiny splinter group that's they're gonna try and rally the Empire against the rebels after uh, Episode Six.
1: Oh yeah, so they they did post the full length trailer um, officially uh, yesterday. Um, and uh we'll we'll throw that in the show notes. um It yeah. actually it looks looks pretty.
2: Yeah, it looks. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping They don't actually turn it into like some kind of redemption story where like the the, the dark side ends up kind of turning to the light way. Kind of want like <laughs> looking forward to something like like a genuine uh, like a genuine like empire did nothing wrong sort of narrative.
0: That would be really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh.
0: What up, guys? Uh, hey, what's
1: hey, the- Jordy.
3: Uh, Jordy, why don't you go ahead and give us a give us an introduction. Uh, Geordie Mac, Aussie, Dust1, 5Guy, Raven. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm playing Valkyrie, Wazoo. Oh, That's good. about all you need to know, really. <laughs> it sounds good, man. Nice. How's Valkyrie hey, um, treating uh, you? Quickly on that, on that Battlefront thing, man. Yeah, what's that up? Just lo- that looks all like cutscenes to me. I'm it looks weird. what, huh?
1: <laughs> Yeah. It looks mean...
3: like all cutscenes to me. They're man. saying it's, in, it's in-game, in-game engine, it says, but... Yeah,
1: it says it's <laughs> game engine footage, but that just means it's live rendered, it doesn't it it doesn't mean it's gameplay, Right. but mm. it is. It is you know they throw the three D models at it and it is being rendered on your computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of One
2: broke didn't my look heart good. With
3: the first one, I, I might wait off on that one.
2: <laughs> ah, yeah. They have announced be, that they're not doing the season passes for the second one, but that could what imply that microtransactions out the wazoo. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see how it goes down.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. at least they're making one. You know, it took them yeah. like ten years to make one for a while there
1: so, so um jordy actually we're we're completely off the rails in terms of a topic list which is okay because it's bait and i running the show so it's it's really not a surprise um well we've got you and you said you were playing valkyrie have, have you uh tried the new ground rush the, the new uh, oh, yeah. planetary map
3: yeah i've been i'm probably one of the few guys got it on uh, all the platforms I play. With, I try to just play with anyone who's on in my time zone. It gets kind of quiet around here, so I got on the Oculus Steam. Or if anyone wants to, Is, isn't it? Isn't can't
1: you cross play with it anyways?
3: Well, you can, but you can't squad with each other. Oh, so, yeah. You can end up in the same match on the same team, but there's no guarantee. You
1: so know. you you have three VR headsets.
3: No, I have two, but the Oculus. I've got a Steam code for, so I can play with the Vive guys. on
1: Oh, okay. All oh. right. Very cool.
3: Yeah. So you can cross-play, so, but
0: not be in the same squad. Yeah, it's kind of lame.
1: Well, yeah, so, well, lame. I mean, like, there's no way for you to friend someone on the oh, PlayStation. Yes. That's, with... that's
3: their big excuse is the friends list. They need, you know, they, they want to have a friends list where you can invite people in the game. But the one that they use at the moment is the friends list of whatever. Okay. Kind of lame. So you kind of have to like that is rely on, third on their ass <laughs> for so long about that and in game, you know. It's it's a hard sell when you're trying to tell someone to come play this game, it's really cool. Oh, cool, can we play together? No really.
2: <laughs> hmm. Ouch. So how does the, the map its like the, the new map itself feel? It's called solitude?
3: It feels slow, to be honest. Okay. I don't what know, you mean by slow a perspective thing, but when you're out in the open with like the ground usually when you're flying around in space, I guess the only thing you've got to compare yourself to is whoever you're flying against. And, you know, you're zipping back and forth and ducking around stuff. But there's something about just flying around in a big open paddock that uh, kind of makes it feel a bit slow. Hmm, okay. you know, like The ships are all running at half speed. But uh, apart from that, it's a great map, man. I love it. And once you're underground and stuff too, it's like, you know, a whole different thing. That's that's a lot of fun down there in the little holes that they've... The tunnels that they've got built into the, the ground.
0: So now, does the map feel... I don't know, I guess smaller because it is on a planet rather than, you know, you're in the middle of space and space is endless and whatnot so huge. Yeah, I
3: think a little bit, yeah. Uh, the okay, borders and boundaries on the map are pretty tight. Like, you can't really go that high in the sky without oh, okay. I mean, getting warnings and mm-hmm. you pretty much blow up as soon as you hit the, the boundaries, which are invisible.
2: Jordy, would you say I'm like, so like- ha- having a horizon line is kind of like a little bit jarring? Uh, some way.
3: people have said that. I don't really find it as much. I like having a ground to pin people up against. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like one less direction that they can run from you. Okay, stuff. right, right. But it's just, yeah, there's there's like hills and little... It's kind of like a dust map, but... Right, yeah. If you can imagine, you know, if you ever flew dropships and dust and stuff, that that doesn't equate to cover, just having a mountain and stuff. to You have to be hugging the dirt to make a, <laughs> a little mountain into cover. <laughs>
2: I don't have an original mana's Peak to hide behind.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it, sometimes it devolves just a bit into the ball flying around above the A bit disappointing. When they have the control points on the new, when it's not just a team deathmatch, when control points, they've got a couple of control points under the ground and stuff. So it sort of makes people have to split up and use the, the map a lot better. That's
0: really cool. That's really cool.
3: Um, oh damn.
0: Bad it transitions out you have to cut all this out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think, Professional I, know. Yes. You think just, I know how to edit. Or just um, leave it um, in, man. All right.
1: So we did We did Star Wars. We're going to try and get a little bit back on track here. Um. So uh, the other bit of movie news that we have for today is um, that uh, Josh Brolin has been uh, cast to play Cable in uh, Deadpool 2. Yes,
2: I mean, he's already Thanos in Marvel Comic Universe. <laughs> yes,
1: but but this is the X-Men universe, not the Marvel comic universe.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: These are, I'm going to Google him. Uh, Josh Brolin, B-R-O-L-I-N.
2: I mean, it really seems like he, he's a director's actor in a lot of ways. I mean, he's worked with like the Coens and big names and he's done a lot of good work, but it's like, seems like it depends on the director who brings him out. And I mean, for Deadpool, it's just, you just kind of wonder how they're going to play him. Cause you I mean, you got like, chaos and zany with deadpool and are they gonna play cable straight with roland's performance
1: yeah i don't know some uh some someone else put it online i forget who it was that it it you know it wasn't a bad choice but it, that it was maybe uninspired um i don't know um we'll see i don't know how much i've know. actually seen him in i don't know if i've seen josh brolin in many movies to be
3: honest I'm
0: just looking oh, uh, he was in Men in Black 3, played,
3: uh, Young Agent K.
2: We Remember him um, in Sin City.
3: Yeah, he's in Sin City. He's in, uh... Goonies, apparently. He's in Goonies. He is? Brian. <laughs> <laughs> huh. He's in Old Country for Old Men. No
0: Country for Old Men. A couple of TV shows, Those was
1: yeah, I, I mean, I really haven't seen a lot of this. I mean, I've seen like I think I saw Sicario, but barely remembered it. It didn't really stick with me. Um,
2: There's I, also I... Jonah Hex, <laughs> that didn't go over that well.
1: Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. I, I, oh, I did. I saw that movie. Um, I don't remember it that well though.
3: I'm just happy that they're putting cable in. it. I can't believe that's still on. <laughs> As I sit here in my Deadpool jammies. And- um, Is there a release date for
0: Deadpool Two, or do we still just have the the thingy, the trailer, teaser trailer?
1: Don't don't ask questions that we don't have the answers to already in the show notes because then we look incompetent and we have to go look them up. Um, it uh, March second of twenty eighteen. March second of twenty eighteen.
0: All right, cool deal. Um, so moving on from from our game news this week, it's kind of slide back into games. So, Zell, you want to talk about Overwatch?
1: Oh, I was going to talk about how Nintendo hates money first.
0: <laughs> oh, they do?
1: <laughs> Nintendo absolutely hates money. Why do they hate money, Zell? Tell me. Um, so Nintendo has had a, a kind of a poor run as as the last few years. Uh the Wii U was uh, not well received, it really didn't sell a lot, you know, in the the mobile space, they had the um the new 3DS, but there wasn't really a big reason to get one if you already had a DS. So they've had a couple weak years. And, uh, you know, last year, right before the holidays, they released this uh, little $60 console called the NES Classic, where you could play like 30 NES games. And this thing's been a huge hit. Um, It's been really popular. It's still impossible to find in stores. Uh, the You know, it's a $60 device, but the uh, Amazon price for it uh, the cheapest Amazon seller is triple that. It's, it's like 170 bucks to buy this thing. So, um, very popular, very desired console. And Nintendo did what any business in Nintendo's position would do, and announced that they are done making them and are uh, just going to ship what they have left, and then that's it.
2: Typical Nintendo.
1: They have They have a wild success on their hands, and their response is, we're going to stop making it. Um... I, I have not gotten one. I figured, you know, the way Nintendo products go is they come out for, you know, the first couple of months after they come out, they're nearly impossible to get. And then, uh, you know, if you wait long enough, you can barely turn one way without seeing them. They're so common. So I figured, you know, I'd get the NES Classic once I could pick it up for retail. Um, and it looks like that's never going to happen.
2: <laughs> you just so like finding that- some. Go ahead, Jordan. Sorry.
3: Was that just uh, NES games that were on?
1: Yes, yeah. It's it's like thirty NES games, and it's got uh, HDMI out, and it has um, the the uh, NES Classic style controllers that also that kind of have like a Wii U a Wii style connector, so that you can plug it into yep. the the NES Classic. So, um, really, just those a set of those really old games loaded on somewhat half modern equipment that you I'm can. Just uh,
3: curious whether they were gonna. Go to the next one and uh, do a super. I,
1: you know, I, I don't know. You know, I've heard suggestions that of a couple of reasons why this could have happened. Is one could have been that these are, I guess, a lot of the parts in it are old. Um, and that they might have like bought out some end of life stock and just built as many as they had parts for. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. the other thing I've heard is the, the idea that maybe they, they threw this together as a stopgap for the fact that they weren't going to have the Switch ready for the holidays. Um, and obviously, this is a wildly popular holiday item. Uh, one of the top uh, top things, besides like Hatchimals, which are you know, 2016's Beanie Babies. Um, what? <laughs> Babe, you're too young. You don't know. Just don't I worry know about what it. A Beanie Babies. What the
0: fuck is a Hatchimal?
1: Look it up online. You're, you're next si- generation Tamagotchi, bro. Yeah, it's it's they they can bu- It's it's like a Furby. Um, I, I don't, don't know. know. Fuck. Uh, But yeah, so the other suggestion, so, you know, maybe they'll make a new one, a better one, I don't know, Um, but, uh, you know, they've made a lot of money off of reselling old games over and over, and this thing was completely non-expandable, comes with the 30 games it's got, and that's it, there's no way to add more, Um, but it was neat, and it was cheap, and I wanted one, and I'm never going to get one, because Nintendo hates money and doesn't want mine, apparently.
2: It was a burn off eighty percent of the stock and then somehow the, the remaining twenty percent ends up in a resale store in Cleveland.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is like I, I know there was like uh there was somebody I saw online who's like, Look what look what I found when I, I went into a GameStop thinking they weren't going to have one and, and they, you know, someone bought one. So yesterday I went to a GameStop and, uh, I, I said, can I ask you a question that the answer to the answer will be no. And he's like, sure. And I'm like, do you have an NES classic? He's like, no. And I'm like, all right, thank you very much. <laughs> um, okay. So rolling on, uh, cause I, I, the, the next couple items on here are all going to be my fault. So I'm not, I'm not going to escape this for a bit here. Um, so, uh, Blizzard doesn't do a lot of announcements ahead of time, so this Overwatch event has actually already started. It started this last week um, after our show. Um, And uh, Overwatch has a new event called Uprising. Um, And uh, the Uprising event is actually really, really fun um, because what they have is they have uh, a limited-time PvE co-op event, uh, which is very much like what they did back in uh, October for their Halloween event where they had a game called Junkenstein's Revenge. Um... And this one is actually kind of like a, a, a period piece um, because Overwatch actually is actually takes place after the collapse of its namesake group called Overwatch, and this event is actually during kind of during their prime of of operations. And um, this mission that you go on with, where you can pick one of the four heroes that were on that mission, and or they have another game mode where you can take anyone you want. But so. It is a, a, you know, PVE fest through a couple couple different types of little robots that you, you shoot and a couple of kind of boss-level ones. Um, and uh, as with most Overwatch events, uh, there is a pile of custom limited-time skins and emotes and voice lines and sprays and things that you can only get during this event uh, from your special Overwatch Uprising loot boxes. Um, I actually did buy some loot boxes and... They were kind of depressing, to be honest. It, it felt like a waste of money. I hate loot boxes. Um, I will... Actually, actually I wanted to cover something else I didn't throw on here uh, regarding that as well. Um, but, uh, so this event started on April 11th. It goes through May 1st. So uh, there's about t- uh, two weeks uh, more for people to enjoy that um, if you have Overwatch. And if you don't, you should. Because Overwatch is the best first-person shooter known to mankind. Um, anyways... Uh, the other thing that I mentioned—I think I mentioned it last week or the week before—is uh, Blizzard's other game, Heroes of the Storm, is picking up all of Overwatch's fun feature sets in terms of add-ons and loot boxes and things. I actually discovered this week uh, that the skins that you could cur- that you could presently buy for Heroes of the Storm outright, like for ten bucks for a skin, they're actually going to take away your ability to buy them <laughs> on April 25th when the new exp- when the new progression 2.0 hits for Heroes of the Storm. And you'll have to get them out of loot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I just hate loot boxes. I mean, yeah. the the thing is, is uh, so here's the storm. I've actually spent probably about a hundred dollars on here's the storm on skins and and you know other little packs of things and you know that they've put together um, because I can say, hey, that looks cool. I can throw some dollars at it, and then I look cool because who you know you're. We're vain on the internet. We we don't look good in person. So we love having the, the coolest fashion on our online characters in our stupid games. Um, so, you know, I pick stuff out that I like and I'll buy it. And no problem. I've So I've spent about 100 bucks on Heroes of the Storm. I've spent 15 on Overwatch on loot boxes. And uh, the difference is I've spent $100 on Heroes of the Storm. Uh, those things that I bought I found satisfying to buy and will probably continue to do so. Except for the fact they're going to make it so I can't. Overwatch, I've spent about $15 on loot boxes. I found all of that expenditure unsatisfying, and I probably won't do it again. So, I feel like... I kind of expect some of the new items for Heroes of the Storm to be loot box exclusive. But the fact that they are actually going to reduce the number of things I can buy from them is one of those things that just boggles the mind. Take my money. I'm literally throwing it at you. Why does nobody want to take my money? Nintendo doesn't want to take my money. Blizzard doesn't want to take my money. If If you message us saying... Soraya, I'll take your money. I'm going to hit you in the face. But my Soraya, question I'll is, take your money. God dang it. I want, I want to know why all these game companies do not want my money.
2: Yeah. You want to throw money at them? Do you want to throw it into a random random number generator?
1: And, and speaking of people who want your money, you, Jay's going to love this transition. Uh, Star Citizen <laughs> <laughs> so, has released its 3.0 development schedule. Um, and, uh, their tentative release date for, uh, star citizen 3.0 is, uh, June 29th and, uh, 3.0 is actually a really huge release. It includes a lot of stuff that they've kind of shown off, uh, in presentations and stuff they're working on, like the ability to, uh, fly into and land on a planet um seamlessly so you you know you get out of your you spawn on a station you call in your ship you board your ship you fly your ship somewhere you fly it into a planet's atmosphere you land it you get out of your ship you're walking around on the planet no loading screens no weird transition periods just seamlessly able to do all of this is supposed to be possible as of 3.0 um and they're going to include uh, three different moons on the system that they uh presently let people fly around in that you can land on Uh, It's supposed to include uh, cargo handling and a new item system for picking up and moving things arbitrarily. Um, It's supposed to have some of their uh, first real trade professions and kind of more developed persistence in the universe. Because right now, it keeps track of like your money and your security status. But otherwise, you pretty much every time you load the game, you start in the same spot and you uh, can spawn all your stuff. So it sounds like they're going to take a big step forward in terms of making it – making the persistent universe persistent. Do you guys play that game? Zelda. So I, I I do from time to time, yeah. Um oh. there's there's a lot you can do with it in terms of um just like for me I and I've talked about it before on the show. I love sh- I I love stealing people's stuff. <laughs> I I mean, they have a locking mechanic in the main uh you know, on the the main starting station kind of to prevent you from going into someone else's ship before they have. Um but even the two biggest ships in the game, I've managed to sneak, figure out ways around that and sneak aboard and steal the ships. Um, <laughs> Love it. And my, my, dream, my dream experience is, is stowing away aboard their ship until they fly it out of security status and then shooting them in the face and then flying off their ship.
2: Um, the, the spice must flow, Zel Adib.
1: And it's funny Sounds because they're. There are people who get so upset about it on the forums there. They're like, this isn't, you know, this isn't Eve. This is, you know, Star Citizen. We should be able to do whatever we want. You know, I should be able to... I spent $400 on this spaceship and people keep stealing it. Oh, no. (laughs) So, is
3: is there actual assets and stuff? Like, once that ship's gone, it's gone?
1: Not, not really. I mean, so, ships in Star Citizen have an insurance mechanic. So, it's supposedly, if somebody steals or blows up your ship... You're going to get it back either way. It's just a matter of, like, if if gonna you,
3: go back home, get a new one.
1: if your ship gets destroyed, the time that you have to wait to respawn that ship depends on the size of the ship. So <laughs> if if I steal and blow up your, like, $400 spaceship, you're going to be waiting, like, an hour for it right now. Eventually, they'll probably have, you know, once they're not using it, once it's not a test server, it'll probably be, you know, that you lose a ship and you may be out it for days or weeks, you know. Um, but the idea is that all ships are insured need to be you know will get replaced um and actually as the case is right now uh and this is one of those things i believe is is changing in the star season 3.0 uh right now the ship is kind of tied to you and you can only have one so what happens is if i steal someone's ship and they they go back to the starting station and spawn a different one of their ships the ship that i stole will will cease to exist while i'm in it um I- which- which suffice to say means you die. Um, <laughs> so my my hope is that in, in the future what I would like to see is I would li- love if this game not only still allowed and enabled you to steal people's ships, but that maybe if you had a ship that was legitimately yours, obviously, it's insured and you'll get a new one if you lose it. And maybe, yeah, I can steal someone's ship, but obviously that's, a, that's not going to be insured because I stole it, you know? So there may be kind of a difference between ships that you steal and ships that you you legitimately purchase and and insure. Mm-hmm. Fly my hot spaceship across the across you know running and, from the.
3: And is is there any form of punishment for like griefing people in that game? Or that um, like...
1: right now, not really. There's a there is a security status, uh, but There's um... police. <laughs> well, there are they you will get shot at, um, but it's just it's it's not very. So when you when you have a negative security stats in the Star Citizen Persistency universe you will you'll will respawn on a pirate base instead of the main the main base. The pirate base actually looks way cooler than the main one. Um but then um and yeah, if you go to certain certain areas you will get shot at by uh NPCs. But um yeah, cool. You can also just go to uh there's a station that's uh kind of unpatrolled and it's called uh and it's really meant for playing with PvP. They got some uh, rifles and shotguns and stuff in there. Um, and there's a console at the be- at the center and that console resets your security status. And so the the theory is that if you want to you know reset your security status by deleting your criminal records, you have to fight your way into this security post and hack the console. It's usually deserted because there's only 16 people per instance of the server right now. So really you can just go over there and reset it whenever you want. Um
0: Wait, so there're no NPCs that are protecting the thing? Like who am I supposed no. to go reset my security status?
1: Um, People? It it be other other players if there are other players there, but they're usually not. <laughs> That's lame. There are, there are no first person NPCs in the current build of the game. Like the NPC there are NPC spaceships. Um but Did they there shoot are, you. Right, but there are no oh. NPC, but there are no uh, no first person NPCs. So, if you get out of your ship and board this station, there's nobody running around on the station to shoot you unless there's other players there.
0: So, if you went full hardcore mode and tried to like uh hijack the NPC ship, there'd be no like flying it to be like oh, a transfer. No, no, no,
1: someone did that actually. It was really funny. Somebody boarded a NPC security ship, um, like in space. Like they opened they, they were EVA up to the NPC ship that was chasing down something, and they managed to open the door and they managed to get themselves inside. And there is like an NPC pilot in the chair. Um and uh but when he tried to to get in the chair, like he shot the NPC out of the chair and then tried to get in the chair and then the game crashed. Um <laughs> But no. but yeah, I mean that's that's really the extent of it. They don't have, like, first-person NPCs running around in, in any of the stations right now. Are there plans for them? Probably. I mean, there's... there's. Uh, for everything, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Star Citizen 3.0 is supposed to have some of the first, like, mission NPC quest givers you can, like, walk up to and, and talk to and stuff. So, that's that's all on the way. That's
0: really interesting. Well, several
1: years uh, late, of course, just to highlight. That.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, props to them for sharing anything. That's, um, that picture that you linked is mind boggling. Yeah, all they, the shit that they want to do.
1: They've got this, uh, and it's linked in this, we'll have this in the show notes, um, but they have this project diagram that shows all the different major milestone items they want to get done this year, and, uh what part which months you know what dates they're planning doing so it's a full you know pretty much a gantt chart thing it doesn't have a lot of dependencies listed or marked out um but just showing the dates that they want to work on all these different things for the entire project uh you know um through december and it's got all their different scheduling for when they're going to work on different ships and different uh weapons for the first person mode and different features and different animations it's really really something um it's honestly like back in the day uh during dust development we we would have killed to have like an inward preview like this of what their plans were
0: my favorite part in that entire chart is you have all these like super serious like uh things going on like ui changes and adding in like lockings and airlocks and this that and the other and Super important stuff, and have like just right in the middle, save game in like yeah. the summer.
1: Yeah, you got to be able to save the game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff like the the ship to ship refueling system, uh, overheating equipment, um, security and access control, which hopefully will still allow you to steal stuff. Um, you know, some of the networking features that that aren't that need to be enhanced. Some of the UI. It's there's there's so much in here they actually have it all color coded so you can figure out what's relating to what. But one of my most expensive ships is not even on the, the board for uh, for twenty seventeen, which is sad.
0: How big is it? Uh two hundred and
1: fifty dollars big. Eh. That's how that's how we measure ship size in Star Citizen, by the way. Is dollars.
0: <laughs> so what's a small ship cost?
1: Uh you can get a baseline ship for like thirty five bucks
0: holy god damn 35 dollars
1: but that's like the entry to the that's like that like gets you the game yeah
0: you, oh. you get the game and the ship okay
1: yeah that's like a starter ship and with the game um
2: no bait! you gotta just fly around in your uva suit
1: the fuck i'm jetting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm about to go into warp quantum jump in my suit
1: <laughs> yeah, and of course the the highlight point that they they point out every time is that theoretically all of these ships will be available in game without spending any real money beyond your starter package. um right. You know, so theoretically you do not need to to give Star Citizen lots of money, but everybody does.
0: Theoretically.
1: <laughs> wow. But
0: at least they're upfront about it.
1: Yes, and I you know, and that's that's always the funny thing to me too is like when people were upset about their ships being stolen because they spent X number of dollars. I'm like. Really? No. No, you do not. You're not entitled to certain behaviors of how the game functions because you spent a couple hundred bucks on some virtual space pixels. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Communities get butt hurt. Um, but yeah, so um, it's it's kind of exciting to see this much list. Obviously, Dark Smart has already uh, explained how how much doom and gloom he can pull out of this and and how it shows that they're horribly behind in this and that and wasting people's money. And that's kind of what Derek Smart does too.
0: All right, then. Is there anything else anybody want to talk about? Well,
2: speaking of other space stuff, the um, other thing that was pretty cool was uh, Eve is going to be moving to uh, assisting in exoplanet research. So they are transitioning their project discovery pl- program to a new system that. Uh, helps people identify exoplanets by the uh, um, the sunlight patterns that they are observing throughout the uh, uh-huh. the it's the galaxy. So
3: what's an exoplanet?
2: Uh, an exoplanet is a, a potential planet outside our solar system that could support life right. potentially.
0: So what you're telling me is you're leaving it up to a bunch of space nerds to find the next home for civilization. Perfect.
2: Right. I mean, we already left it up to space nerds to identify proteins that could be used for cancer research. So I mean we, I we might so have we might have already pooch on our,
3: our home, so we're gonna find a new one. Space was... nerds
0: curing cancer and
3: finding exoplanets. Yes. Well if you can harness the Eve dedication somehow, yes, yeah, you could do yeah, it right with that. It was
2: it was wildly successful. They they came out with some stats for how well Project Discovery did and helping their, their scientists map the human protein atlas. And basically, they they saved the research team about 120 years worth of like looking through slides. What the fuck, Eve played? Yes, games? we saved six generations of scientists. Holy <laughs>
0: shit, dude! You guys have no life.
2: Yeah, there was. Uh, they they ended up ranking the the stats of some of the, like the power players for the game, and there was one person <laughs> who had uh, it was like ten thousand. Uh, analysis rank. I was like, holy what shit.
0: No. And when I we tr- cure cancer, more power that, guy's, tool, but, dude, yeah. that guy's getting a fucking medal when we cure cancer. What the hell?
1: <laughs> I uh, I definitely tried Project Discovery a bit because it was cool. I could I could try it without leaving my station. Um, I was really bad at it. They keep telling me I was wrong. I don't know why they're asking me if they're going to just turn around and tell me I'm wrong, but, you know, <laughs> this was The it cytoplasm
2: is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like in doubt, pick cytoplasm, but they ended up fixing that to, uh you, yeah, they 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 corrected that down the line because people were definitely gaming it in the beginning and they, they figured out how to make it better.
0: Now is the is the exoplanet thing live yet?
2: Because that'll uh, yeah.
0: make logged log in. You damn it.
2: Not it's not on the test server either. They had a demo version for people at Fanfest to try. But yeah, you're uh, you're looking at uh uh different points of light data and uh moving sliders back and forth in order to find a, a pattern that could show you that there's possibly a planet orbiting a sun. And then when the, the planet goes in front of the sun, the light output dims so that that gives you a, an idea. Oh. Of there could be something there. And then when you uh, are able to pool all this data with uh, other players, you establish a consensus that if you uh, if a consensus then starts to show up in the data, then the scientist will look at that. That slide.
0: Oh, so we're not Okay, I understand. Yeah, so, so we're so not we're, actually we're, looking at the planet. We're just looking at
2: We're looking at the light from the star. Yeah. And that, that light can help kind of determine both the orbital pattern, possibly the atmospheric composition of a planet, if there right. is something there. Because so, we
1: can't we can't actually we cannot actually see planets around other stars. No we no. infer their existence by the kind of right. you'll see like a slight dip in the light from a star or something like that and then you try and use that to anticipate okay well there's a planet going in front of that star and what traits does it have
2: mm-hmm. yep okay and then uh the the team that uh was like a the there was a guy that came to fan fest michael mayer an astrophysicist at the Geneva Observatory in Switzerland who was given a talk on that. And he was this guy was a part of the one of the original teams that found the first exoplanet. So uh, he's going to be the kind of the the face in game for your connection to this, because uh, they're moving the they're moving Project Discovery from the hands of the Sisters of Eve to Concord. Oh. So that's kind of their their in game lore for it.
0: So are we going to have to go to Concord stations to redeem analysis credits?
2: Possibly. We're There hasn't really been more information on in what's happening to existing credits people have earned or the points that they've yeah. accumulated. And it's possible, maybe down the line, that these analysis credits could be used for the new ships that they're releasing.
1: Oh, yeah. I think oh. I saw some of those. Those look pretty.
2: Yeah. they yeah. pretty. Okay. Uh, but sorry, it'll be interesting to see if... because uh, uh, Initially, we're going to be tied into a database. Um, it's a... Uh, called called uh, CORAT, so uh, Convection, Rotation, and Planetary Transits uh, Database. It was a observatory that was started up in 2006 and ended up uh, closing down in 2013, but they still have all the data to sift through. And they they found um, a couple exoplanets initially from that data, but they've still got boatloads of stuff to go through. So initially be going through that data pile, and then they want to connect into... Uh, uh let's see some uh the kepler space observatory and the next generation transit survey um, observatory down in chile so they they, they've got a lot of work for us ahead to to sift through but uh it'd be pretty interesting if we ended up uh the the e community ends up helping out and finding a planet
0: yeah that that would be really cool so
2: (laughs) hopefully hope we get to name it
0: (laughs) god planet plant face Right, so we're curing cancer and finding exoplanes. Is there, I assume there's a uh, an idea for a third phase.
2: I'm sure they've got something in the works for that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it makes me wonder what it is now. Maybe got to phase two, and I want to know about the next one. Mm-hmm. All right, so is there anything else? No? Uh, all right. so with that, we're going to roll right into shout Uh start at the top of the list, and Zell, give a shout-out.
1: All right, uh, I'm giving my shout-out to this, uh, Twitter user. His name is Dustin, and his Twitter handle is at PoolSpidey. Um, and, uh, what, he, he posted a tweet, and it said, uh, at Van City Reynolds, which is Ryan Reynolds' Twitter account, if you like this, I'll tattoo your name on my butt. And as the case <laughs> is, uh, Ryan Reynolds liked the tweet. And, uh, apparently, uh, this, this man is a man of his word. And so, he now has a tweet with, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh tattooed on his rear end, uh in Comic Sans. Uh alternating <laughs> colors of r- black and red text.
3: It's beautiful.
1: Um and uh yeah, he he uh he is a man of his word.
0: Top oh, delivered. Uh right, is that it for yourself?
1: That's it, that's my shout
0: out. All right, Jackie, shout outs, dude
2: uh give my shout-out to Space Potatoes and Potato Noises.
0: Space Potatoes and Potato Noises. All right.
1: We're on, we're on weird shout-outs today.
3: Yeah, we're on weird shout-outs. All right. Cool. Um, I'm going to stick with the Valkyrie thing. All the whiny bastards who complain about everything that everyone else does. Uh, specifically people putting up. I mean, it's fucking hard enough to squad up. When you find some friends you can play a game with, the game has made it so hard to do. Yeah, I just find it ridiculous complaining of playing the game together. So you guys can all go, suck a fat one. Thank you. Uh, Alrighty. And, uh,
0: my shout out is... I don't know what my shout out is.
1: You had or... all show to think of it, bait!
0: I had to run. The Give him show. the Pokey
1: bait. Oh, Hope <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he feels
0: better. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, shout out to Pokey man. Our fearless leader who is bedridden and sick. Send the man some love on Twitter at Pokey uh, Wish him uh, the best and speedy recovery. And hopefully he will be back with us uh, next week. Next week. Um, and then, yeah, that, that's all I got. Cause I, I had nothing. I pulled a cell this week. Um, So with that, that is going to be the close of Biomass episode 152. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in and watching. As always, you can catch us on Twitter uh, or on the website that doesn't have articles posted, but that's still cool. And if you're on the Discord, hit us up in Discord. And uh, remember, if you want to be on the show, um, just message us and we will get you all the fun details uh, about that. And we're done.